0: hey guys before we get into the next episode my special guest eleanor the author and founder of the lady ghostbusters i just want to say my apologies on the audio technical difficulties i really do apologize and hopefully you get a chance to fully listen to the whole episode thank you guys again and
1: let's get to it do like to try and censor it into the light because sometimes they don't know they can go so if we're able to convince them that it's great on the other side that they should go there and they can come back and visit anytime they want once they're there. But if they don't go to light, they're stuck. Hey,
0: everyone, and welcome back to another episode of a little bit of everything with me. And I am your host, Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything. So sit back and enjoy the show. and welcome back to another episode of a little bit of everything with me today my guest is the author and founder of the lady ghostbusters welcome eleanor to the show how are you doing today
1: hey thank you so much for having me here i'm excited
0: i'm excited too because you know the the title here like the founder of lady ghostbusters this is so exciting but please introduce yourself to my listeners
1: Sure. I I am an author, as Angelica mentioned, and I am the founder of the Lady Ghostbusters Paranormal Investigative Team in Sussex County, New Jersey. I also have my own podcast called Eleanor Wagner's Strange and Scary World, which covers topics of the paranormal and then some.
0: Wow. And okay, how did this all start? Because I'm so curious, did you have an encounter with a ghost? Like, How did this all happen?
1: Yes, that's exactly right. I I've been sensitive my entire life. I grew up in a home that was haunted with a ghost and I um, shut it down kind of because I was having premonitions as a kid and they were coming true. And one of them was very traumatic. And so I, I shut everything out until I was 30 the day my father died and he let me know that he was gone. And that was almost like a reawakening for me. That was when I woke from that fear and put it aside and embraced it and all I can tell you is that I've always been fascinated with ghostly things all things hauntings I write I love to write horror fiction and that sort of thing that was what I grew up reading myself so to go down the alley of writing true ghostly accounts that happened in my community was the perfect topic for me and it's been received so well people don't want me to stop so As long as they want to read it, I'm going to write it.
0: (laughs) Well, for sure. And this, this is crazy how, you know, you tell like a lot of people don't believe that. So I feel like, you know, with energies, it could be some sort of truth to all of this. Cause a lot of people to this day are kind of spectacle of ghosts until you hear it from somebody else, or you are able to experience it with somebody or within yourself. And, you know, how, how do you tell those people? Like I, you know, there's
1: of there's it. a majority of, there there's a majority of people out there who already believe, and so they're really it doesn't take convincing. And I'm I'm not here to try and convince anybody. That's not my thing. As long as I know what I've experienced and what I've seen and what I've heard, that's all that really matters to me. But if you're one of those people that believes, I'm going to openly share it with you, and we go with it. But if you're somebody that doesn't believe, Just go away, walk on. You don't have to listen to what I have to say. It doesn't matter to me either way. You know what I'm saying? So try to convince somebody I'm I'm not going to do that. You want to hear a ghost story? Sure, I'll tell you a ghost story. You don't have to think if it's true or not, even though it is. So you know what I'm saying? Everybody likes a good ghost story. Everybody likes to be scared. But the fact that these are real people's accounts that have happened is just an aside to that. (laughs)
0: Definitely. I agree with you. And, you know, it's so fascinating. And tell us about your books and what you've written. Are they, I'm pretty sure they're based off of true stories or have you could kind of throw in a twist in there to kind of get the readers attracted to it?
1: They are based on on true accounts. Um, When I started writing, I've been writing since the seventh grade and I started out with poetry, short stories, and then I wrote my first book. And my first book is down the lines of a Stephen King, John Saul, Dean Koontz kind of thing, because that's the type of stuff that I like to write. I was very inspired by their writing. And I was in the midst of writing a second book just like that, when I got sidetracked and decided to write a true accounting of ghostly hauntings in the community. And why I did that was everybody likes a good ghost story. As I mentioned to you, I like to travel. And whenever I go somewhere, I look for a bookshop that sells stories about the local hauntings. And I pick it up. I said to myself, well, I know Sussex County is haunted because I used to own a haunted antique shop. And I said, hmm, I'm sure people would love to hear the stories that I have about that shop and the stories of people that live in that building who have had Stuff happened to them. And so then I put it out on social media to see how receptive people were to it. And my phone didn't stop dinging for weeks. People were reaching out to me saying, yeah, I've got this story that happened to me in this town and that town. And I love history. I'm a history buff. So this has enabled me to tell the history of the towns that I'm writing about and then maybe give it a historical account of the location that the person is sharing their story about. And then if I get the paranormal team in for an investigation, then I can always talk about what it is that we experienced while we're there. So everybody loves that they're learning the history of the location and then they're hearing the ghost stories. And then I've got pictures that I attach to everything as well. So there's pictures in the book and then you can go to the website and you can actually watch the videos and hear the audio that we picked up and that sort of thing.
0: Wow. That's crazy. So you write the book, you talk about your experience, but also you're giving them that extra content of being able to listen in and see video. That's cool. I love that idea.
1: Thank you. Well, you know, because everybody loves these paranormal shows that are on TV nowadays. And let's face it, that's really just entertainment because going on an actual paranormal investigation can be quite boring. You could sit there for hours and not have anything happen. You can leave without having had anything happen. So when you get that little nugget of something that does happen or that little something that you caught on video or something that you caught in a photograph, it's like, oh, my God, look what I got. You know what I mean? So when somebody emails me or reaches out to me, and they say, hey, Miss Wagner, I have this on video. Can you check it out and tell me if you think it's paranormal? And I'll look at it. And if it is, I'll go, hey, you want my team to come in? And sometimes they already know it's paranormal. I mean, there's no, there's no denying it. When you look at it, you, you could see what's going on. And it's like, oh, okay. So they give me that stuff too. And when I'm writing about it in the book, they've allowed me to share it on my website. So when somebody reads that in the book, they're probably wondering, wow, I would really love to see that video. Well, they can just go to my website and look under the title for that book with the, the photo gallery that's there, and they can see all that they want. Plus, I've got a lot of historical pictures in there too, And people love to look at those old buildings, and it might entice them to want to come and visit Sussex County. We've got some really beautiful areas around here, and people who love visiting old buildings and um, old towns and stuff, we're the place to, to take that long weekend.
0: For sure, um, you know, it makes me want to get out there and kind of experience what everybody's been experiencing but then I'm like I'm a little bit scared I'm not gonna lie but you know it's why not for those who love that thrill that attraction because there's a lot of people I find here in Toronto they they've come up with different cities outside of Toronto where hey come here come here during these times we're gonna give you a tour we're gonna go into a cemetery you you're gonna feel like that you know, you're going to get that mm-hmm. hype. You're going to see what we've been wanting to have other people see. So I, I've seen that happen obviously during the times of Halloween. Um, they do it during the summer nights when it's nice and cold, when we can actually go out and, you know, spend extra time out there. But um, I wanted to ask what is the process when someone says, hey, come over, there's something happening here. So is it a whole team of people? What devices are you using? What are you trying to pick up? Like, because everyone's got their own method and it's pretty interesting what people are doing nowadays.
1: First thing is the mission statement. Everyone's got their own mission statement, right? Some people just do it for the fun of it. I don't do it for the fun of it. I know the name says Lady Ghostbusters and people look at ghost busting as, oh, we're going to bust a ghost. It's just a play on the name. We're really not busting any ghosts we're here for spirit we respect spirit and we want to acknowledge spirit we want to get their message across because they're trying to connect with you they want to get acknowledged and let's face it not everybody can feel or sense them because of that fear like you say or just ignorance or not 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 knowing that they can because everybody can if they just listen so for me that is the most important thing acknowledging that spirit Then I want to help the family or their building owner or business owner and try and figure out what it is that's going on. And I do like to try and send spirit into the light because sometimes they don't know they can go. So if we're able to convince them that it's great on the other side, that they should go there and they can come back and visit anytime they want once they're there. But if they don't go to the light, they're stuck. And oftentimes we can get them to go to the light. But if they choose to stay behind, I want to make sure that those residents of those business owners can live amicably with this spirit and comfortably without fear. And so that's the next goal. And then um, it's the team brotherhood, sisterhood kind of thing, because I do have men on my team as well. It's not just ladies and uh, all of us mentoring each other and helping each other's energy and helping us to grow. So that's our mission statement. And when we go in. Um, I'm as a writer and an author, I already know what's going on in that building because I've interviewed these people, but I don't tell any of my team members because the mediums that are on my team and the sensitive, they don't want to know anything. And I don't want them to know anything because I want to able to, I want to be able to confirm that what I already know is actually happening and how that is comes to fruition as if a medium actually experiences something that the homeowner or the business owner has already experienced. So that just is confirmation. And then when you connect with spirit, you can find out what it is that they want to say. And a lot of the times it's that they're confused by somebody's in their space. Um, I like to liken the situation to me, a city girl moving into the country, moving into wildlife with bear and deer and fox. I'm moving into their home. I'm taking over their space. So I need to learn to live with them. And that's really what you have to try and make those people, homeowners and business owners, understand you're in their space. Let's try and make it work. And so when we connect with spirit, we let them know first that they're passed away if they don't know that. And then to let them know that these people that are in their space now Are taking care of it because they're unable to take care of it anymore. And they want to preserve it and bring it back to its natural beauty. And the reason why they're doing this, that, and the other thing is because they're living here now. And a lot of the times I'll I'll tell the homeowner or the business owner to talk out loud to the spirit, let them know, hey, I'm going to be renovating your kitchen and I'm going to be doing this. And I hope you like what I'm doing. This way they feel like they're a part of what's going on in their space, if you follow what I mean. And so that's what we do when we go to an investigation. And we use all sorts of tools. We try different things out. I don't like a lot of the noisy stuff. We kind of are more traditional in our methods. We use pendulums and um, um, dowsing rods. A pendulum is just a stone that's on a chain. And I'll put it on a stand. And I will tell spirit. They can give me yes or no answers to my questions. And how they can do that is if you go back and forth, I'll say it's yes. If you go in a circle, it's no. And that's how they'll know to respond. If they connect with that particular tool, then the dousing rods, it's very similar. Yes. And now the, the, the beams, if they cross over, it could be a yes. And if they open up wide, they can be a no. It's just an easy way to communicate with spirit. But we also always have um, an audio recorder going because They know that they can talk into that little contraption because they don't know what it is. We're going to say, this little gadget here is nothing for you to be afraid of, but you can speak and we will be able to hear what you have to say after you say it. And then we do have video going so that we can catch things with video. We snap a lot of pictures. Some of the team members have SLS cameras. If you don't know what that is, it's a camera that the best way for me to describe it is if I'm focusing like a video camera at you and you're standing in front of the camera, I'm going to see you but this is very, very different. What I will see if you stand in front of the camera is come almost like a stick figure of you. And I'm picking up on your energy. If you move out of the screen and you're moving away and there's nothing there, and all of a sudden I see a stick figure, that's an energy that's that's not here. It's an energy that's a ghost. And so that's how I know because there's nothing there but it's showing up on the screen. So we use the SLS camera to see that they're there almost like we use a a k2 meter just to pick up on their energy and a lot of times we can get them to wave at us like we'll say if you see that we're here wave and you'll see them wave so that that's kind of the extent of what the SLS camera is good for and then we have um, an obelisk which is this little gadget that's almost like a library of words i think it has like a a vocabulary of two thousand. And if you communicate to the spirit that they can use this tool to pick words out to respond to what we're saying, then it'll spit words out. And usually it's not, it's very rare that it'll spit one word at a time for like five minutes straight. That's very rare if that happens. And if it does, it's like, wow, that's pretty crazy. Usually it's maybe like one word every 15 minutes or so. And then you'll play back your audio to see if what you were asking questions about coincides with the responses that came from the obelisk. And then we also use a spirit box, which is a pretty cool tool. And I feel like it's um, an undeniable tool in my opinion, but it, it takes a certain connection for it to actually work with the person that's working with it. They'll wear a, a, a mask on their eyes. They've got a headset on and inside the headset, there's all this white noise, kind of like a ch ch kind of noise right but in that white noise voices will come through like yes hi mike that kind of thing and the person that's wearing this stuff obviously they can't hear us who are walking around at, beside them they can only hear what they're hearing coming through that white noise and all they can see is the blackness because they've got this mask on their eye and the people that are sitting beside them are speaking to spirit. And let's just say, I'll ask the question, what is your name? And all of a sudden out of nowhere, the person whose ears are blocked, they can't hear anything with the mask on will go, Mike. Well, you know, then spirit is responding to our questions because this person doesn't know what we've just asked and she's spitting it out as she receives it in her headset, which is really cool too, because we do get a lot of information and connections with that spirit box.
0: That is crazy. I'm just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, the, the, the amount of stuff that you guys have to, to find and help these people. And I love what you said, like you have to get adjusted with them being there because if it's a building or an old house, like they are part of that home, they're part of that building. And I understand what you're coming from because, you know, I've been to mediums and I, I love hearing like who, who's protecting me, who's around me, um i get a lot of answered questions which is great because i you know you're sometimes uncertain about yourself and the the decisions you're going to make for yourself for your future and everything or your current situation so you know what you're telling them just like this is so awesome and fascinating like i it's 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 amazing because again there's people who do believe in it and people that don't but Right, you know, I'm blown away what you you are able to pick up and help these people just to, you know, hey, you know yeah, what you just said,
1: Angelica you you just said you just said that um, an old house. Be mindful that it's not just old houses either. It could be a house that's been there just five years, ten years. It doesn't really matter. It could be the land that has that haunting on it because. Don't forget that land's been there forever and you don't know how many things have been there at, right. at any given time. So people are surprised if they've bought a house that's pretty new and all of a sudden it's haunted and they're like, what, what's going on? Well, did you ever see that movie Poltergeist from way back when it's, it's a pretty old movie. It's all right. I'm dating myself, oh, I gosh. guess, but it was, it <laughs> was back in the day. It was when the one of those movies was like, oh my God, you know, they, this guy, this builder built this beautiful development on a burial ground. And this one particular house that he put was like right on top of the cemetery. And it in this movie it was very active paranormally, which of course is just a movie, but just to give you <laughs> insight into what, what I'm trying to explain to you, they built this whole brand new development on this property and the spirits were not happy about it. And so of course you get this great movie out of it, you know, but that does happen in real life. It, 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 you can build a house on a property and you don't know what's there before and it'll be haunted.
0: <laughs> yes, that is true. I know there's a street that's haunted up where I where my parents live. Um, it's about five kilometers north. It's called Curvy Road. And apparently, um, the story dates back where I don't know the story 100%, but they say that there was a child and a mom who got killed or something back in the day. And apparently, if you go at night after 10 p.m. people seen some crazy things and there's no light on that street for some reason and it's just scary Mm. I tried to do that as a when I was a teenager and when I when I got my first car going to my friend's house we're like let's pass by it you know let's pass by it (laughs) I was literally I was speeding down that street like no other because I was getting freaked out But you're going to go down
1: that street so fast. You're not going to see anything. No, exactly. (laughs) And I don't really want to see anything
0: because I was getting scared. (laughs) I think it was, we were, I think we passed by. It was like one in the morning. I was like, no, no, no. And then, you know, the summers get really nice and dark and you're just like, oh gosh, no. But yeah, there, there's been some stuff around this area here, but I wanted to see if you saw this video that was trickling around, I think it was last year where people driving teslas go into a cemetery and apparently tesla like the the navigation screen can pick up people walking who are not like from the cemetery Really, i was just wow, like this that, that is crazy the elect- like
1: the electrical energy or something is that why? Wow, that's pretty weird. I never, yeah. heard I've never heard that before. Yeah,
0: and a lot of people who have a Tesla wanted to test this theory out because they're <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> okay. So then now
0: they were posting up videos on YouTube about Tesla. You know, people going into cemeteries, and then because usually Tesla will stop a vehicle or something, or um, if there's someone in front of you or jumps in front of you, like you would pull a stop. Right. Apparently, I don't know if there was a, like some feature like that. I don't know much about the Tesla. So for those who are listening, trying to like, correct me, I apologize. I don't know. But apparently the <laughs> screen will show people walking and there's nobody Ooh, in front I of them. Google
1: that now. I'm you got to Google it. And that. I want
0: to, I want to know your opinion after a bit, because it was interesting. He saw like dogs, people walking dogs. There was no dogs in front of them. They saw people just, you know, just walking around like doing like regular people stuff and people were getting freaked out like wow how do they pick up this stuff yeah. and then obviously you get the other half, they're like oh you know well you know that,
1: that that could bring in this a whole other the whole because I, I you know, I told you I'm a podcaster too so you meet very interesting people with lots of things that they talk about and a lot of it's stuff I've never even heard of and so you know there's there's this theory about alternate universes too yeah. and how maybe that's connecting into something like that. I, I don't know, but if they're walking around doing ordinary things, I mean, I have been told my, by mediums in the past that, um, and these are really sensitive mediums that can go into a town and they'll be like, Whoa, because they're so overwhelmed by spirit from yeah. every era possible, just going about their business, you know, intermingling with all the other spirits. And I, I think that's kind of crazy when you hear it, but it's like, well, I, I guess it seems kind of logical. Maybe it's one or the other. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who knows?
0: Yeah, for sure. You don't know, but definitely check it out because I was just like,
1: oh, I will. That's crazy. Now. <laughs> like,
0: what is it? Like, what is it? And I, I don't yeah. remember what the future of the car does, but it showed up on their screen. And then you see people walking, mm. and I'm thinking, cool. <laughs> what else could <can> I say? <laughs> really? you know, like I said, I, 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 believe it's to a certain extent that there's people around us all the time. Right. So yeah, I was just so fascinated by it. And do you help people one-on-one let's say, cause I, I, I forgot to ask you if you were like a medium yourself. Cause I know you do a sense of like, what do you call yourself? Because I don't want to be saying the wrong,
1: you know, word. no, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I I I'm a paranormal investigator, but I am an empath. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm still learning about that. I'm one of those people that remember I told you I had reawakened yeah. at 30. Whereas had I been nurtured when I was younger, and I don't blame my, my parents for this, because you know they have their culture and their religion and their beliefs, and
0: exactly
1: it was not something they ever talked about. So it wasn't like, oh honey, let's try and figure this out. It was more like you're just dreaming, you know? Mm-hmm. So And then I ended up having that trauma that came true and it was just like, oh my God. So, and I speak to a lot of people that this happens to, that they kind of shut down along with the fear and trauma of something that happened because it is really hard to believe that you have an ability like that. Like you kind of feel abnormal and a disbeliever you don't want to believe that you have this yet you believe in ghosts but you don't want to believe that you're capable of doing any of this other stuff and uh it can be scary for some people yeah, and i've been learning a lot about it the last many years and people have been telling me you just embrace it and accept it and you know talk to god and tell him to show you what to do and so i've been trying to do that and i've learned a lot and have gotten a lot better but i don't call myself anything at all i do know that i'm empathic And I'm a paranormal investigator and an author. And that's where I'm at. I am sensitive. I do sense ghosts when I go into a building. I call it my foofy feeling. It's a foofy feeling. I'll walk into a building and I can sense if there's something there immediately. And I can sense if it's good and I can sense if it's bad. And so uh, all I can tell you is that I'm still on my learning journey. I'm still um, embracing it. I'm still that sponge trying to get every bit of what I can out of what I can do but I can tell you that I have been over the many years that I've been on this earth, uh, everybody's therapist. And now I understand why they're coming to me. I'm learning from this, the education that I'm getting in this field that people are drawn to empathic people. They they know that you can help them. And I've always just thought I was a good listener. I always thought that I just was a good listener and I can give good advice. And then somehow, you know, when somebody comes and talks to me at something, I, whatever I tell them, I suggest to them as my advice, it's coming from somewhere, you know, I, I'm, I wasn't trained in school to do this, but if you're asking me in my advice, I'm going to say, this is what I think that answer that I give those people comes from somewhere. So now it all kind of makes sense to me why everybody always comes to talk to me about stuff when they need advice or they're upset or whatever. Now I understand why, and now I understand why I'm able to give them the help that they need. And you know what, if that's all it is, then I'm good with that. Yeah.
0: And I I hear so many stories about how people have able to help others. And it's pretty crazy because, you know, it's something on their minds that, shoot, I couldn't tell them in the present world. And, you know, how do I relate that message? You know, I've heard a story before where um, a girl was on a bus on her way to school and then somebody was trying to tell her like, and she didn't know how to do it because, you know, Everyone's going to be like, why, why are you coming at me with this information? Like, you're just crazy. You know what I mean? Like that first instant. So mm-hmm. she, she kept seeing her every morning on that same bus, like she was going to work and the student was going to school and she didn't know how to approach her because she was getting a message from uh, her grandparents that there was money left for her in a book at her, uh, at her house. Oh Wow. And, you know, how do you relay that message, right? So every day that spirit kept bothering that person. You need to tell her. She's right in front of you. Please tell her. So every single day she would get this message and she didn't know how to approach her because people Mm. think you're crazy. And then it got to a point where the spirit wouldn't bother her, uh, stop bothering her. And um, they get off at the same stop one day and she decided to approach her. She's like, I know you might think this is crazy but I have a message for you. And she tried to explain everything to her. And at the moment she was kind of like, I'm just trying to go to school. Like, who are you? And she's like, no, no, no. I'm trying to help you out here. I'm trying to please like, please, like, here's my number. Like, I want to make sure you get this message. And, you know, she's trying to tell her like, you know, please go home, look for this specific book in this color. And then please call me. I want to make sure the message was received because, you know, you know, she kept going on into detail. And then apparently she ended up getting a call and she says, thank you so much. And apparently it was money for her tuition or something.
1: Like, wow, that's great. Yeah, that's something and- that she really needed. Yeah, here's exactly. a story that's similar to what you were just saying that yeah. somebody I've spoken to so many people, but this one person was saying that it was almost like a, a testament they made. They were randomly going someplace and ha- randomly saw this person and got that intense feeling that they should approach that person. And give them a listening voice. And so this person was not afraid to do it and took that step and went up to this man and, and, you know, tapped him on the shoulder and say, uh, you know, I just have this feeling like I have to come over and I have to talk to you and give you a a lending ear. Are you feeling anything that you just want somebody to listen to you? Or do you have something that you want to say? Or do you just want somebody to talk to and struck up a conversation with this person And I don't know what all they talked about. I'm sure that this person at that time really did need somebody and was spewing, I guess, their heart. And by the end of the conversation, the person was in tears and thanked the man for coming over and talking to him. And he said, I I don't know why this happened. I don't know who sent you, but you were like my angel because I was going to take my life. I was today was going to be my last day. And now you have given me hope and I'm not going to do it. So it's really important. If you get that message to go and say something, it might not be something as simple as that money for her tuition that she probably didn't have and could really use. It might be. a life
0: Wow. That's so powerful. And for the person right? to be able to do that, like, could you imagine mm-hmm. like having the same situation as the one I heard, like every single day you're getting bothered by this person saying, please yeah. relay this message. And if you don't do it, I have,
1: I have no fear. I'm one of those people if I, <laughs> I get that I go up to, I, I go right up to somebody. If I have to say something, I'm I'm like, eh. you know, and I have no fear of that. You, you, you don't look at me like I'm stupid. At least I did whatever my end of the bargain, you know? And
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly. At the end of the day, you had to do what you had to do and relay that message that's to somebody. Right. And that's how I, I look I at passed
1: it. I passed it, passed it, passed it on, or I gave it forward. However you want to word, word it right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And are you able to sense what's happening through video? Because a lot of people have that capability and I'm just like.
1: <laughs> what do you mean by sense what's going on through a video? Like
0: through energies and people coming through that way. I'm not sure I understand what you mean. Hmm. So, so like if, cause I, I heard that people who are mediums can sense, like, I know you're probably, probably someone on your team. Oh, I you mean like talking, calls. I'm
1: talking on a on it. Oh, oh, okay, oh yeah. Oh gotcha. yeah. No, no, nothing like that. People on my team, yeah, but not me. Yeah. No, not me. Uh, but yeah, no, they have video chats with people where they can actually um, do that. They can actually cleanse homes from wow. Zoom and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, that one of my friends who's a medium, I'll send her photographs. Like we did an investigation a couple weeks ago at a, an old library in Boonton, New Jersey. And she wasn't able to come that night. And it was really cool because we had the whole building to ourselves, so the library. Here's the key. Do what you know, go happy, have at it. And we were like, Ooh! and it's this like really old building with four different floors and everything is old in the way it was. And we were just walking in and going, oh my God, I would just love to live here. I would love to live here. And she wasn't able to come. So originally I sent her the original picture from the website. and saying, this is the building. And immediately she sends me back. She goes, oh, I see this, that, and the other looking out the window. So I, I kept that in mind. And that night when I was there, I took shit, low, shit ton of pictures. And I took uh, exterior and interior pictures. And I'm really good. At, I'm really good at picking up things in mirrors and in glass. That's, I guess, what you can consider my my gift. And, um, but I have to find the time to sit there and really like zoom in and look to find it. And I've gotten some really good catches that way. And I'm looking at one of the windows and go, Holy shit. These are the two men that she saw in the lower window and I, I find them in there and i find other faces and i send them to her she goes oh my god she said because she didn't realize i was sending her pictures she said these two look like the same two from the other picture you sent me the other day i said it's the same building she goes oh my god and i said it was on a different floor they were on the third floor window when she originally saw them in the, the round floor windows which was they were all throughout the whole building but um Yeah, that's kind of cool being able to see stuff like that. But me, no, not through videos or anything like that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because I've heard some of them, and some of them invited me and said, "Hey, let's do a video call next time." And I'm just like, I don't know. (laughs) You're gonna have to give me time because of pretty what you told me through audio. Think think
1: think about it. You and I are having a conversation as if you're sitting here, and it's pretty much like that. I mean, we're having a conversation, like. We would see each other, yeah. so I can't see why somebody wouldn't be able to pick up your energy. If, yeah, it, it, you know it's kind of the same thing. You know, I, don't, I can't see that it's impossible. I I do think it's really realistically possible.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's just it fascinates me, and I always want to learn more. And you have a podcast. Now, I do. Tell us the name of the podcast, but and also, you've got real people talking about stories here.
1: I do. It's, it's actually been a really fun experience. It, somebody had put the, the bug in my ear and said, you should really do a podcast. And I'm thinking, well, of course you do one. So, you know, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I'm like, damn girl, how am I going <laughs> to ha- find all this time? Thank God I only agreed to do it bi-weekly because I just can't <laughs> imagine doing it every week. It's like, what? I don't have enough time for this shit. I do <laughs> love it though. And I'm really excited by the experience and I'm glad that I have taken it upon myself to do it. But it's called Eleanor Wagner's Strange and Scary World, and it's out of the Paranormal UK Radio Network, or wherever you get your podcasts. And it's not strictly paranormal, it's um, anything that's strange and scary. So I've had people on talking about UFOs and near-death experiences, and tonight I'm interviewing somebody about alternate realities, and um, let's see, paranormal ghostly things as well. And I do have a Lady Ghostbuster series where I'm trying to interview members of my team because- the ordinary people just like you and I who are gifted and have had experiences for since forever. And they're really interesting people and they can share what their abilities are and what they've learned and what they've done and what they've experienced. And I think people who know the Lady ghost Ghostbusters and read about them in the book like to actually hear them so they can connect with that person that they read about So, but yeah, it's been a great experience. I'm I'm enjoying interviewing these very interesting people and I'm learning a lot.
0: That's great. That's awesome. I'm going to dive into it because I'm curious to know what people have experienced and everything. And, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing when your podcast, you meet all sorts of people and how people come to you and say, Hey, like, I want to share this. So it kind of makes, you do less work of you sourcing out people. People are coming to you now and saying, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to be on your show because I got a fantastic story. So that's well, great. You know,
1: there's somebody, it's like, it could be like just you and you could be, like you said, driving down that road with your friend wanting to experience something and shit, you experience something. So you could be, let's just say, a medical doctor or a teacher, and you'll be reading about it and going, wow, I had this really cool experience. And I want to hear about it because it's a, it's like sitting at a campfire on a, a warm summer night, listening to ghost stories or listening to scary, eerie topics.
0: That's right. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. And you know, where can people find your books? Cause I know it seems like you published how
1: many, like four or five. I do. I have four. I'm working on five right now wow. and they can find them at author and uh, they're on Amazon, but all the links to everything and the pictures and the photo galleries, everything is on my website. And if they have their own story that they want to share with me, they can send it to me at author Eleanor Wagner at gmail.com.
0: Awesome. Now, Eleanor, what's been the craziest experience that, because you've done a lot and you've been doing this for so long. What was something that was unexpected to you that would happen to encounter you know, with, with ghostbuster, with ghost busting or (laughs) trying to make it light here for some people, but you know what I mean, what was something that was so unexpected to you that happened that you didn't expect it?
1: As I mentioned to you, sometimes it can just be pretty boring because you can go to a location and stay there for hours and not have nothing happen. So when you do go to a location and a lot of stuff happens, then it's, pretty damn exciting. And we had done an investigation in the Sterling Hill mines in Ogdensburg, New Jersey, where all of these undocumented deaths had happened to miners, and then many documented deaths when they did start recording them. So you got to imagine there were hundreds of people that worked in those mines who died in explosions and cave-ins. And so we were given the opportunity to go and bring the team in there and see what we picked up on. And boy we got residual energy we got connection to spirit we got some really great footage that night of this uh communicative mist that i got on camera well we all did we all had our cameras rolling that night and and i there was probably about five different versions of that mist that we were communicating with and when i went through the footage i picked the best one that i thought was the most um visible and um Shocking. And I sent it into Paranormal Quad on camera and they liked it so much they featured us on an episode. So we had that happen. We had the mediums connecting with spirit who wanted to tell their story about how they died in Haven. And we ultimately tried to send those minor spirits into the light. But there's such a brotherhood going on in those minds with those men that work together that some of them didn't want to leave. And so none of them would leave the others behind. So they all decided to stay. Because they didn't want to leave their brother behind, which I thought was pretty cool. So yeah, that had to have been, I think, probably the most uh, exciting investigation wow. I've, ever, I've ever done.
0: That is yeah. so remarkable. The fact that they just wanted to stick together and be together that's yeah. crazy. Wow. That is so cool. I'm like blown away by this. It's like, I got to dive into your podcast, but I'm scared at the same time.
1: <laughs> oh, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Oh gosh.
0: Cause sometimes it's weird. Cause like, I, I, I can't watch it on TV. Cause I see there's like, you know, quite a bit of shows now that people go out there and go on location and try to figure out, talk to them, et cetera. But to me, it's just, I get frightened by it for some reason. It's like, they're not there to harm people. They're just there to Say, hey, I'm here and you're that's in my fine. space. And that's like you, you have mentioned. to keep
1: on you have to keep on just reminding yourself of that. That's really what it is. They're just trying to get your attention. And that's that's what happened to me when I was a kid. I was afraid, not realizing that the ghost was just trying to get my attention. Yeah. But you want to hear something funny. When I was writing the books, it was only supposed to be about ghostly hauntings. And when I put it out on social media asking people for their stories, you wouldn't believe how many people reached out to me with their stories about wow. Bigfoot. In high, in high Point State Park, where I live, and then UFO encounters where I live. And there were so many of the stories. I'm like, how am I going to put them in this book? And that's why I ended up adding the other strange phenomena chapters because they, they fit right into that category. And I'm so glad that I did because then when I was writing the second book, it enabled me to write about people's visit from their deceased loved ones, which is kind of cool because that's not ghostly visits. That's your loved ones coming down to be with you. So I was able to write a chapter on that. And I was able to write a chapter of people's experiences with their loved ones at their time of death. And then in the third book that I wrote, I was able to write about people's near death experiences, which are really cool. And then now in in book three of Sussex County hauntings, I'm going to be writing about reincarnation. And those are stories that are coming from young children between the, the ages of five and eight and then adults who, who were able to go back into um, um, past life regressions and find out who they were in a past life. And that's, those are pretty interesting stories as well. So I'm so glad that I added the other phenomena chapters because now it's kind of like broadened the horizons and I don't have to just keep it focal to Sussex County. I can extend it to other areas of the country and the world. For sure.
0: Definitely. I'm so I'm wowed out, like all the stuff that you're covering and the people coming to you. I'm just like, I just want to dive right in now. (laughs) I want to thank you you for all of this experience and and telling me what you've gone through and my listeners, like it's crazy. Like it's, it's fascinating because there is people around us all the time. Right. And I, again, I believe it to a certain extent because I truly think there's you know, like the, some people call them the guardian angels, or there's somebody there around you trying to protect you at all times, mm-hmm. as much I can, as I can. I can tell yeah.
1: you for sure. I can tell you for sure that they are with us, and that there's something, some place beautiful that we're going to. And exactly. I, that's just from all the interviewing that I've done with these people. There is a paradise that we are going to, you no know doubt.
0: Yeah. That. yeah, that's a fascinating. Keep doing what you're doing, and honestly, you know it's amazing what you're doing and helping other people as well. Um, when they need it and your team there, oh my gosh, I can imagine how powerful they are. And, you know, you explaining how they're, they could be very sensitive. That's crazy. And you are utilizing that gift to help people too, as well, which is great. And I love that. Thank you. Well, Eleanor, again, please tell me your website so people can get a hold of you and your podcast name again. Oh my gosh, this is exciting.
1: <laughs> well, and thank you so much for having me. It's A U T H O R E L E A N O R W A G N E R dot com. Same thing, author Eleanor Wagner, Gmail, if you want to reach me. And then um, the the podcast is Eleanor Wagner's Strange and Scary World out of the Paranormal UK Radio Network or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Awesome. Well, to all my listeners out there, everything is going to be in the show notes for you. Uh, Definitely check out Eleanor's website and books and podcasts. Thank you again so much. And that's all we have for now.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm Anthony.
0: That's it for now and thank you for tuning in on another episode of a little bit of everything with me.